how big is the problem of um, sexual abuse? How big do you think it is? One in 5,000? So it's more like a one in six. And I predominantly work with young people. So that's anyone under 25 and probably from the age of five. Wow, starting from the age of five. This is an organised, sophisticated exploitation. That's what that is. Yeah. Sophisticated. Grooming is sophisticated. It, yeah. it infuriates me. I'm, I'm shaking right now. It is shocking how much this is going on everywhere around us. Claire. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you too. How's things? Yeah, good, thank you. Thank good, you for good, inviting good. me. No, listen, thanks for coming on. Um, super cool to have you on. And uh, super interesting. So Claire, you know, from the email that you sent, you're a uh, psychotherapist psycho, <laughs> who specialises in the field of sexual violence, particularly in with young children. So you're a psychotherapist who specialises in the field of sexual violence. Wow. With young children and you work at two rape crisis centres. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, me. <laughs> so, yeah, psychotherapy. I mean, it's a counsellor, basically. That's kind of what that means. It means that you deliver therapy in okay. some way. And so um, the, the main of my work is around sexual violence. Um, and sexual abuse and I predominantly work with young people so that's anyone under 25 and um, probably from the age of five. Wow starting um, from the age of five to 25 yeah. how do you not yeah. sleep at night in a bad way but how do how do you how do yeah. you cope with all that information and, and what you have to see and what you have to deal with um, just talk us through your sort of daily routine of, of going to work and dealing with these children. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy at all in the sense that some of the stuff you hear is, well, all of the stuff that you hear is horrific and should not be happening. That's the bottom line, isn't it? So what you're dealing with every day is stuff that shouldn't be happening. But I think when you, um, you know, so a negative, negative sort of environment, not environment yeah. as such as a workspace, but a negative headspace straight away when you enter the workplace. Like yeah, you said, it's things all around. straight away that shouldn't be happening, that are super negative, that, that shouldn't be going on. Yeah. So how do you find a bit of positivity within that negativity? And again, just explain me, uh, explain your sort of working routine. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I'll meet a young person or they'll get referred into the service that I'm kind of part of. Um, I get to meet them. And first of all, the first thing is that they are, they know they're coming into a really difficult setup. They're already uh, bringing with them so many different barriers, so much pain, so much different hurt and confusion that they're coming in with. So you know that's already coming in the room. Um, and so my first thing is about making sure that person feels as comfortable as possible. Um, you know, I almost have to not look at what I know about the history. I almost have to how hard I, is that? How yeah. hard is it to look at someone in the eye knowing that you've got this information in front of you that they're yeah not holding in necessarily that they're probably young, really uncomfortable to talk about how hard is it to not go straight into sort of, I don't know whether it's sort of a mother role or, or a role where you really want to protect that individual. You really want to, to nurture that individual, but you have to get down to the nitty gritty of, of, you know, what, what the yeah. triggers are and, and how this happened. 
I think experience tells me that if I go straight into it, we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to shut that young person down straight away. And actually what I need to do is get them in a position where they feel a little bit more back in control, where they feel a little bit more able to do whatever it is that they need to do. So just coming into therapy doesn't mean we're going to work on that really big issue. It means we're going to get to a place where you can cope with whatever it is that you need to cope with. And that might be the big issue. And hopefully it will be eventually, you know, hopefully we will get around there. But if that issue at the moment is just getting in that room or just getting into school or just being able to actually use your voice and speak, that's huge. And so my priority, first of all, is not to get overly focused on what's written, Mm. but to get overly focused on the little person in front of me, the young person that sits in front of me that needs something. Now, I don't know what that is at that point, but I know that There are things within my skill base that Mm. I can give them, show them, share with them Mm. in order for them to be able to then find what it is that they need and find how they need to then address whatever it is they need to work on. So so your job is to open them up um, in a a controlled manner, in a very sensitive sort of way in order to really get down to the root of why this is happening, where it's happened and how... How many people do you come across? How big is the problem of um, sexual abuse, sexual violence, and especially with, with minors? How, how, how big are we how looking? Big? How big do you think it is? Like in a one in, how many? How many do you think it is? Of one in 5,000? Well, one in- so it's more like a one in six. One in six girls, maybe one in one seven in six. boys will have experienced some type of sexual violence. That much? Yeah. That big? Yeah. So a fucking huge problem. Oh, it's it's immense. It's absolutely immense. And, you know, we're talking about sexual violence here. That covers a massive breadth of abuse in all sorts. But the, the statistics re- recently out by the NSPCC and stuff, you know, go and have a look at them. They are shocking. It is shocking how much this is going on everywhere around us and how come it's not exposed how come it's not out there in in the press how come it's not out there in the media which the media love negative stories they love Mm. you know anything that 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 will sell them a paper um why isn't this out there if it's one in six for uh, for women and girls and one in seven did you say for for young boys for boys yeah surely with a problem this big and a problem this grave this this serious you'd think that that would be pumped out to the four corners of of the uk yeah i i I don't get my head around it myself either but you know one of the issues is that there is so much taboo around sexual violence there is so much taboo around talking around it around being able to you know accept that it is in all four corners of the world and that and that it is happening but also i think when you say taboo sorry claire just to quickly jump in uh, taboo do you mean that it's uh, it's happening so much that we almost are so ashamed and embarrassed by it that we try and silence it or suppress it in a way because if they people knew that it was one in six and one in seven, you know, you and when you say the people that you know are affected by it, imagine the people. What does that mean? The people that are actually doing it, they're actually committing these atrocities. You know, so you've got people walking around that have been affected by it. Then you've got if it's one in seven, one in six, 
the people that are actually committing these horrendous crimes and atrocities, they're actually walking the streets. That's even that's even a bigger um, issue. issue. Yeah, yeah. Of so it is. and so the taboo is very much riddled with shame. It's riddled with guilt. It's riddled with you know. If you think about it, if you're a parent and this awful thing happens with your child, straight away, you blame yourself as a parent. You know, you suddenly, everyone around you has an opinion about your parenting, has an opinion about how that happened or why that happened. And straight away, the focus is on you, your family, your lifestyle, who you are, what you do. And so, you know, people are really, really anxious about, first of all, First of all, I guess, educating children around the safety issues, you know, and that's a whole other ballgame. So having those conversations, first of all, is really awkward for a lot of people. So even admitting to the self that I need to have a conversation with my six-year-old about her body or about that, that's really important. But then to then recognise that I've also got to have a conversation with, you know, grandma who insists on kissing my six-year-old who then, you know, doesn't like it. I've got to then say to grandma, look, you know, hold on, this is about her having control over her body. Mm -hmm. And yes, that's not abuse. But what I'm trying to do is train her to be, you know, this six-year-old who is confident and knows that she's got some ownership over her body. And so it just gets bigger and bigger. And then, so that's this, ex, you know, that's this side of the yeah, scale. The then right. we've got this side of the scale where it is horrific. And nobody wants to deal with the horrific stuff. Nobody wants to really accept that that stuff happens. And I think one of the other problems is that the media sensationalise some stuff and then we almost like forget about all the other bits. Mm-hmm. So we might hear, um, you know, really big cases. And of course, they are absolutely dreadful, but really big cases where there's been, you know, intense violence and, you know, severe torturous abuse. Um, but underneath that is like... Thousands and thousands of rapes, thousands and thousands of sexual assaults, thousands and thousands of inappropriate behaviour happening that we're not looking at quite so much. So it's like, why? as society, we'll jump on the big sensation stuff, but we're not kind of dealing with all of this day-to-day stuff that's happening. And how big is your branch? How big is your organisation, i.e. people like, yourself, like yourselves, uh, psychotherapists that come in and deal? How many... Surely there must be. They must prioritise that and go right. We're going to chuck funds at you. We're going to make sure that you you've got the the appropriate um, uh, kit to to work with, the appropriate um, facilities to work with. What what what's that like? So um, so I run a private practice, but mm-hmm. I also work for um, centres as well. So um, the overarching branch is Rape Crisis England and Wales, and I think there's 39 branches across the country. Um, now, those branches are probably not huge, but they will be seeing huge amounts of people. So they will be delivering massive services, but on very limited resources. Um, and that's, How many cases a year, do you reckon? Okay, so if Just I tell you that in one, of, in one of the services that I'm in uh, currently, the waiting list is probably about two years. and uh, there's Two probably, years to be seen. Yeah, and there's probably about 400 adults on that waiting list. Young people probably get seen a little bit quicker. Um, you'd like to see a young person within six months. Almost if, as if, if they're can. in a queue. What do, you, what do you mean get to see a little bit quicker? They should be seen straight away yeah. in that moment, in that time, when it comes to sexual violence, sexual abuse. You have to get in a queue. That just doesn't ring right. And if people knew that out there, they would be absolutely mortified. Yeah. Absolutely mortified that you've got young children, young adults that have to get into a queue to be seen like if it's just like, oh, hold on a minute. 
You know, these people should be seen directly. There should be funding pumped into this to the point where as soon as someone makes that phone call, it's like, come in. Yeah. We will deal with this straight away. I think to be fair, young people would probably get seen a little bit earlier. You're probably looking at about six to eight months. But um, adults, definitely, you're looking at two years minimum. Even but, six to eight months, Claire. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, by, that, by that time, it's, if I phoned up and I was being sexually abused and they said, oh, yeah, we, we you know, we, we'll see you in six to eight months. I'd be like, you don't care. Why, yeah. why, why am I even making this phone call? And you can imagine the people that oh, probably yeah. think like that. So the percentage that you're saying well, is probably a lot higher because you've got people that probably don't even report this stuff, that, that are scared to report it, that don't want to report it, that think, do you know what? So a friend of mine tried to, they're not getting seen or they're not, nothing's being done about it and they probably won't even report it in the first place. Absolutely. I can't tell you how much you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is as well is that um, that is reflective of young people's mental health services across the country. You know, this is not just sexual violence. If you're a young person trying to get a mental health assessment, you might get an assessment, but you might not get support for a really long time or it might be really limited. And so, you know, we're just dealing with one specific issue um, but young people's mental health generally is so poor in this country you know a few years ago certainly just before the pandemic we started to get rid of all of our youth resources and all of our youth services were slashed and cut what <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. insane isn't it we, we moan about kids sitting online for hours and hours or you know kids not kind of being out playing anymore you hear people say don't they when I was young we used to play out and that yeah. actually like you had probably a youth club at school to go to you probably had like a group down the road that you played football with a community or, yeah exactly mm. and then the pandemic came and that just wiped the floor with everything then because suddenly what we're saying is okay kids you, you don't have to go out you don't have to mix with loads of people you don't have to do that in fact if you want to stay in your room and do your online stuff, do it. That's okay. We kind of gave that permission. And of course, you know, we had to. Society was told that's what we had to do at, at the time, rightly or wrongly. But what happened then is that we didn't come back off it. We didn't come back away from those online devices. And so we're on them much more now than we ever were. There was um, there was some crazy statistic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, please don't quote me on it, but um, something like uh, five to ten, five, Five to seven-year-olds were online more than more than most others. You know, mm -hmm. obviously teens were, but there was this shocking rise in five to seven-year-olds yeah, being I, online. I, believe, I can believe that because kids pick up iPads, pick up yeah. my phone. I get children pick up my phone and they swipe. What's your code? They know how to yeah, do it. And it's, it's just like, I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're five, six years old. I've got a remote control. It's got about 50 million buttons on it for the TV. I use five of a month, right? Mm -hmm. My granddaughter comes in. She's got it on all sorts of um, things. She can get Peppa Pig on every channel going. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't even turn it on. That doesn't you know? surprise. So those, that, that, I could actually not quote you on that, but I can actually believe that, yeah. those statistics. Yeah. And so what we, what we did was we said, you know, kids have got to be online for school. They've got to be able to do this. this is really important. So then we had this setup where not only were young people online more, well, there's a massive red flag. We've got younger ages online. We've got young people being online for a longer amount of time. And we've also got young people now using adult devices or parents' devices in order to do schoolwork but then maybe having an hour gaming on it as well. Or we don't have firewalls maybe on that, or I don't know, you know, adults have all sorts of things on their stuff. That's their prerogative as adults. But that then opened up a massive world of accessibility. 
So young people being able to access all kinds of different stuff online, but Makes also young people cool. being accessible by the wrong people. And, and that's going on huge. to that online stuff, um, and I, I can see it, and I said it makes my skin crawl because I'm sat here with you and my mindset is very much aligned with your mindset right now. Um, so that that feeds into online grooming, surely, and the, the whole online sexual world where um, children are being held to ransom for photos, for being groomed online, um, being pushed into... Uh, in, into a whole world of not only being in a uh, really, really bad headspace that can potentially, we've seen it, people take their lives, yeah. but but continuing to be groomed and thereafter being sexually assaulted. Yeah. Um, is that a huge problem and has that risen since the lockdown? Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. I think what we're probably seeing now is more reporting of it than, okay. it, than it, it was, which is, you know, brilliant um but yeah definitely risen online and again purely for the fact that young people were online longer accessing more stuff and how does it work how do we talk about online grooming and people say oh that never happened to my child and i know a child that has personally happened to and the way that they do it is you'd never you'd never believe it you'd be right i don't really think it happens that way it wouldn't happen to my child can you just explain how how someone would would easily, let's not go into the, the other yeah. scale of things where they're being sexually abused and assaulted thereafter by meeting, phone numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But let's just go on to the very beginning of a, of a sexual group. How, how, how would that transpire? How would that happen? How and what do work? we need to look, yeah, what do we need to look out for? Yeah, sure. I think what we've got to remember, first of all, is that abusers are really skillful, really skillful and, and actually are prepared to play the long game. You know, they are prepared to send the little chat make a comment on your Instagram, comment on something that looks good or make you feel good. They chip in to the vulnerabilities of being young. And that's not to say that it's only vulnerable young people that are the target, but it's just we have certain vulnerabilities about being young. We want to fit in. We want to... Um, want to grow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I know one girl who sent, me- who, who sent messages and pictures um, to a whole host of people that she'd never met and would never speak to at all face-to-face purely because she wanted more likes. And I know, you know, lots of people will go, oh, that's really silly and stupid. But it's not. It's not when you're 14 and no. there's no mates at school that are clicking on your button to say that looks good or this is good. You know, it's not when you're lonely. It's not when you don't fit in. Like, it's really important to recognise. Yeah, to, to yeah. anyone. It's like, you don't know what they're going through. That's why it's Absolutely. so important to, you know, to be there as parents. You know, I always say, you know, everything starts from at home. You know, how's your home life? But, you know, that will then, you know, bleed into your into your school life, into your social life. It's, it's so important yeah. that, I'm not saying that things are monitored and, you, you know, you don't give your children enough space to breathe. But, you know, we've got to be on it as parents as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, the other thing is about like, it's not only kind of those vulnerabilities of being young, but it's also kind of recognising who out, what else is going on maybe for that young person, you know, paedophiles kind of, you know, horrible people online will target in to the young person who, um, you know, is, is kind of constantly needing some reassurance. Well, if that's not coming from anywhere else in their life, they'll be the person that gives it to them. 
and, and, and they recognise yeah, that as well. Yeah. Just by just and you like you said, just by you see a like, just by a comment. Either this, this is the start, yeah. right? This Whether is like, they've got other people in their photos or not. Wow. Whether they're on their own constantly in every picture. And well, that might be someone who needs a little person. They might need a little friend. You know, so straight away, there's all these cues that are given out in pictures. It's like the first day back at school photos. Okay, so everyone puts them on. And yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, every, I'm guilty of that. And and do you know what? It's lovely because actually mm -hmm. we should be able to do that. Yeah. You know, this is not about not doing those things that bring mm -hmm. us joy. It's just about having that little bit of added sense yeah. around it as well. So you don't show the school badge. That's what I've done. Took yeah. out the school badge. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You yeah. don't show it at the school gates. No. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. You don't put a, a, a link into where you are. You know, there's all these just these little things. But actually when you're young and you don't care, you want to say... Oh, look at me, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. check me out in my new trainers this day yeah. or that day or whatever. Especially the Instagram lives. They're literally yeah. you know, doing, I'm here right now. You know, these Snapchat. young groups, oh, Snapchat, TikTok, oh, you name it. Yeah. Snapchat, live locations. Yeah. And I think with Snapchat, if you if you open up or, or like enough, you get points throughout this, yeah. the day. So um, these children, I think what really... Um, the trap for these children are the, the fear of missing out is FOMO. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it, uh, this is what I see anyway, that puts my children in a vulnerable situation. I tell them, look, listen, if you can cut out the fear of missing out in your life, you're not going to miss a text message. You're not going to miss, if you miss a party, it doesn't matter. If you miss not meeting your friends at the park, if you miss a football match, if you miss a horse or whatever it may be, if you can cut out the fear of, of missing out out of your life, then it won't put you in those vulnerable positions where you need to have do so many likes, where you need to have so many points on, on your snap in order to, to be part of this elevated group, yeah. where you need to be on your phone constantly because you have the fear of missing out. And the moment that you miss out something, it's like, right, I'm not going to miss out on the next thing. And yeah. then also you, make, you potentially make yourself more vulnerable the next time around because you want in, you want to be there, you missed out. You, and you, I think, you seek it. Yes, you seek it. You go above boom. and beyond to kind You've of seek it. it and get it. That's it, Claire. And that's where we get into dangerous territory because, you know, where people will say, oh, they're just attention seeking the way. And I will say, whoa, 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 back up a little bit. If you've got to seek it, there's something wrong, isn't there? You know, it's not being met yes. elsewhere. So it's not attention seeking, it's attention needing. That's what we've got to be kind of looking at. That's really interesting. And, and you know, like that idea that, um, uh, you know, when young people are online, the idea of just missing out, it's about missing out on the conversation as well. It isn't just what happens online. It's when you go into school the next day and you've not been online or you've, you, you know, so I work with young people um, sometimes who don't have access to those devices. They might have like an hour when they can borrow mum's phone or something like that. And for them, the problem is not being part of the party. You know, so when they get to school, they're kind of almost like excluded because they're not part of the online gang or, or the party or they've not been in the WhatsApp chat the minute they left school. <laughs> but that's when they become vulnerable as well, right? Is, yeah. It's, so kids can't win, can it's, they? It's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah, and it is wow. all the way for young people. It is all the way for young people. You know, I'm, I don't want to be doom and gloom because I'm not. I'm no, actually no, a really positive really person important. about it. It's really important that the viewers and, and yeah. people that watch this or listen to this um, can understand and put, implement these yeah. small things. That's what this podcast is all about, is really tackling the, 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 the hard talks, the, you know, the hard yeah. problems in society and going, right, well, actually, this is what we can do to, to, to have a progressive sort of a solution or, or to move forward in in tiny footsteps but you know it's important that we cover these things because for me 
like a complete idiot to say one in five found. Now that you've told me one in six, I feel like a right idiot. I'm sitting here now thinking to myself, oh, do I edit that out? And I'm thinking, no, because I no. guarantee you a lot of people around here think it's the same. And I thought about it as in filling a an atorium with 5,000 people in one of my talks. And I think, oh, well, how many people would be, you know, sexually abused or uh, maybe one person in there, two people max. And it's like, no, no. no. That's, that's just shocked me. And, and I think, you know, like what we're talking about there is, is that sense of every woman you know, every single woman you know will have felt unsafe at some point, will have walked home and felt unsafe purely because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your daughters, your sisters, yeah. your nieces, not just your partner and mum and everyone else. That's every single woman will have some experience of feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. by someone else. That's not on. No, it's not. It's not on, is and it? And can you imagine if people knew if, if the, and I understand why now the media don't cover it as much or there's that. that, that it's almost that like where'd you start? That taboo, because it's like if, if we did, exp- then no one would be out in the streets probably. You yeah. know, it could have a, such a, yeah. a, a negative detrimental effect that, you know, if it's exposed to the extent that that is really happening, then it, it could have a, such a negative effect on society. But the online stuff is one thing. Um, what about when it transpires into uh, into the physical? Um, is is are, are there, we hear about these grooming gangs, we hear about, there, is there a, an, a dark organization or a dark web or a dark, you know, uh, underground organization, or do these pedophiles or these, these call them wrong whatever you want to call them, they rarely operate alone, right? Yeah. How, yeah. How, how, I mean, you know, there it's, it's like any, I don't want to call it an industry, but it's like any kind of industry. There's layers of it. But it is an and, industry. Yeah, yeah, let's call, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, it's, it's, it is it's, an, industry. It's an industry. It's massive in the, the financial exploitation. You know, you've only got to look at things like Pornhub. Like Pornhub were investigated a few years back and um, they were, because they had really inappropriate stuff. Now they have lots of other porn on it. That's individual's choice mm-hmm. whether to go on that. Um, but they had really inexplicit really damaging kind of child porn on there now instantly within being investigated um credit card companies got involved and said oh we don't want our credit card to be connected to that pulled offline well that makes a massive difference to Pornhub then if they've only got four credit cards involved and not you know not 10 yeah yeah and so instantly eleven thousand videos went straight offline eleven thousand Pure, and, and it wasn't Big. necessarily because of being investigated. It was because the, the credit card companies pulled out, really. If you haven't got your money stream coming in, you're yeah, not going to do that. Uh, an industry, right? But your question, I mean, you know, you said earlier about when the online stuff becomes kind of physical in, in that sense. Let me tell you, online stuff is physical. Okay. It is. Because when you're in your room, your place of safety. Now, let's bear that in mind, right? Your place of safety has now been violated. The people that live in your place of safety are part of that as well. Wow, I mean, they're not the abusers necessarily. literally but in your house, a stranger in your room. It's in your room. And you're not getting rid of that. You know, if you think, if you don't want to turn your phone on because you're not sure whether there's going to be a message or there's not, there might be a picture or there might be something, a demand or something... You then don't want to go downstairs in case they have done what they said they were going to do, and that's give mum and dad the picture or send it to your schoolmates. You don't then want to go to school. You don't then. So it is physical. So it is yeah, physical. no, I get that. It's wow, totally physical. Didn't, didn't look at it like that. And that's blown and my head a little bit. And if you've been like, so if you've 
shared images and been intimate in those images or intimate in what you're sharing, suddenly everything about you has been violated as well. So nobody may have physically touched you, but you've been massively attacked. You've been, you've been invaded. And in some sense, that's really difficult then to then come back from. Mm. Because what do you do? This is, this is me. This, this is me, but this is the bit I don't they've like. They've got in. I've, they've got in and they're, yeah. not even, they're not even present, but yeah. they've got in. And wow. isn't that scary? Like, is it, you know, even, yeah, even as an, a, as an adult, bit. that is properly scary to think that somebody can, I get it. can get in and control you and they're not even here. Mm-hmm. But suddenly you're not going to school. Suddenly you're, you you don't want to go online with mum because you don't know whether she's getting an email or getting something or there's going to be something sent to the house or your mates are going to know. You you don't want to go there. You might suddenly kind of change the way that you're being. So, you know, it, uh, you might cover up a bit more. You might change your image because actually that image was connected to what that person liked or, you know, that person clicked on a picture of me looking like that. So I'm not going to look like that now. I'm going to like, I, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not getting yeah, those abs. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm going to hide isolated. away. Yeah. Um, withdrawn. I'm not, I'm not going to bother washing. I'm not going to bother doing this because do you know what? I don't want any connection with this part that has been violated. And what type of person having dealt with it for you out your what type of person does this sickos yes yeah, sickos. Yeah, you know i don't know how else to put it with, how, yeah but how without you, swearing too much <laughs> but i know but you see in the press and you see you know in america that they're being named differently you can't call them pedophiles anymore you can't you know they're persons of who are attracted minor to interest of minor in minor interest that, what does that even mean oh persons, holy. persons who's interested of mine is i don't I, I can't even say it because i'm it infuriates me. I'm, I'm shaking right now. Um, but what, having dealt with with the victims of this, what what type of individual is is behind this, or what type of organisations and gangs are behind this? Yeah. Do you know what? I think we think have to function? be really kind of careful to um, categ- yeah, know, no, to categ- not no. categorise it in some yeah. sense because mm-hmm. no, you know, it's not just um, you know when I was growing up, it was like. Uh, you know, weirdo in the park in a Mac yeah, who course. might yeah. expose themselves, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it, and it's just not like that. It's but I'm talking mindset wise, you know, obviously they do, they, they shouldn't be walking about in society yeah. they, 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 they suffer from, you know, mental, well, people use that as an escape. So I don't like to say mental health issues, even though they do, it's blatantly clear that they do, yeah. but not in the way where, you know, they can justify that because it's unjustifiable. We're adults. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, it's, let's be, let's be honest with that. But, um, would, would they be, would they have suffered themselves at the hands of, without, without finding excuses for these people, right? And which I don't yeah. want to do. And again, I don't want to categorize them. You're exactly right. Um, but do you think that it's, it's, it's a knock on effect to, to, have you found that maybe, you know, that these people that are committing these fucking horrendous crimes have suffered at there and they think it's normal um i think that is definitely part of it we can't mm-hmm. deny you know that um most people that um i guess behave in this way have some history of trauma in their own right um you know and be that sexual violence probably mm-hmm. i'm guessing um but definitely some kind of of trauma so i guess what we would be looking at there is more than likely like attachment trauma 
that's probably the key thing is that real attachment. When we struggle with attachments, when we're not able to make relations uh, relationships properly, we, we kind of go odd ways around trying to get on. And it's like this seeking thing again. So, you know, if, if I want to kind of have a relationship with this person, but they don't want to have a relationship with me, but I'm really adamant, I need to have that person in my life. I need whatever it is that they're bringing. I'm going to find some really bizarre ways of getting there, aren't I? Yeah. You know, and I'm going to use control and I'm going to use power and I'm going to use befriending and I'm going to use all these different things. And so what we get is um, people almost um, meeting their own needs in, in really obscure ways. Got you. And like you say, I don't want to justify any of that behaviour no. because I just can't. Yeah, no, it won't can't. come out no, of my mouth. No, I'm the same. <laughs> but, you know, do you know what I mean? Like but, um, even Mallory's a yeah. bit, um, you know, he's, he's on the hunt right he's now. Struggling. Yeah, he's struggling. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, obviously uh, these people also, and I can't believe I'm going to air this, but these people also need some help. Yeah. I no, don't, there's I don't no know doubt. how much the we thing come about back is, from that. It doesn't want to come from my mouth. Yeah. So there's no doubt about yeah. it. They, they, they need some serious help. Yeah. But um, again, there's no, in my eyes, you know, you're an adult, you know, you're right from wrong. Um, you, you, you know, you know, you know what needs to be suppressed with inside of you because, you know, it's, it's a complete crime. It's a complete violence. You know, that's a really good point. You know what needs to be suppressed inside of you. Hmm. Do you, though? Mm -hmm. Because in today's society, we don't really make people suppress anything. No. We kind of say, be you, do you, however you want to do it. You, you know, just there, the is a, there, really. there is an absolute um, uh, space for everyone. And, and part of me thinks, I'm glad there is. I'm glad well, there is a space into for everyone. That. But it's that double-edged sword again, isn't it? Where it plays into the opposite side of stuff. Wow. Do you know what? It's, it is. It's like a double-edged, a double-sided coin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's a the couple time. of things that you've said to me during this conversation, which have literally just, bang, you know, just blown my brains really. Because it is, we live in such an acceptable society that everything is okay. Be yourself, express mm -hmm. your emotions, you know, um, don't suppress anything because it's bad for you. Yeah. And then you've got this horrific side. Yeah. That are being told that it's probably okay, that, you know, it's not... There's always somebody that's going to tell you you're okay if you look for them and find them. You know, everyone finds their tribe. Or if you pay, pay enough money or to... Or if you pay enough money. Yeah. Or if you find that, you know, if you find your tribe as part of the dark web or whatever, somebody will tell you what yes. you want to hear. Yeah, that and belonging. That, yeah, that it goes back to that belonging again, doesn't it? You know, it's it. we don't really move too far away from being children, do we, no, as adults? No, like, no. You know, what we do lose is guilty. that inhibition guilty, to, Josh, to like, be playful and we, we lose all the good parts of it in some sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's always going to be a group that will accept you and find you. So if that happens to be about warped behaviour and different stuff like that, well, sadly, that is what's part of it as well. And so that's why we can't categorise people no. in because, you know, it's the person next door. It's the gang on the street. It's this. There is somebody in every environment, mm -hmm. sadly. And what about these? Uh, you talk about the gangs on the street. What about these grooming gangs? Um, they're, they're a serious issue that no one wants to seem to talk about. And, you know, we won't go into the nitty gritty of it, but they're, they're a, that's a serious problem of these yeah. grooming gangs. Yeah. Um, a serious problem. You know, I think when it comes to, you know, coming outside of the, the online stuff and going onto the, onto the street stuff, let's call it, um, the grooming gangs, they're, they're out there 
they're everywhere more yeah. than we actually realize mm. um how big a problem are the grooming gangs yeah really big i mean um i think one of the things that we're kind of dealing with there is that it becomes a much more sophisticated network so you know um the you've got people that are in different countries connecting with other people that are kind of uh, around the world as well so suddenly you've got names of people being shared you've got pictures of people being shared and then you know yeah. like let's in in the network yeah in in the network yeah, so yeah. you might say the vulnerable people tap into this person yeah, yeah. so you might say whole you know, chain of them it's really sophisticated it's like the best business setup you know really these people are business people they know what they're doing and that's what we have to get our heads around as well this is an organized sophisticated exploitation that's what that is and so what happens then is you've got vulnerable people that are kind of out and about around schools, around communities, around different kind of setups. And and people are targeting, you know, people are looking, they are kind of looking for this particular child. Now, they might spend a really long time working out who is the right group to tap into or who is the right, you know, so if you've got a group of people who constantly hanging out somewhere and mm-hmm. um, which is actually what we want young people to do we want them to be able to hang out but really you know there is this other seedy side of it where people are going right okay so that person's always the last one there they're always the last one they're always the first one at the park they're always the last one hanging out what's that about okay so we might target into those kind of vulnerabilities is that is that young person not got kind of somewhere to go home to or is no one is no one really bothered about that person in that sense so you start to like um tap into where there are groups of people you know as soon as you've got one friend you've got a couple of friends together so you might get um like a a network that then is approaching a group in some sense so you might not get that one person to come along to something come and meet us in a hotel come on we'll buy you some drinks you know Mm -hmm. like there's that whole looking for um you know trying to be older trying to take risks well come bring a mate bring a mate you're going to be all right if you bring a mate Okay, bring a few mates. Just falling Even into Even better, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so straight away, you know, I'll get you tickets for a club. I'll get you in here. I'll get you to speak to so-and-so, that different thing. Oh, you look great in this. Tell you what, how about, oh, oh you, you can't use your phone because mum's on your phone or mum's, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll drop your mine. Mm-hmm. Give us your postcode. I'll, I'll drop it straight to you. Oh, I can't send it to my house. Send it to someone else's. Okay. So straight away, we're tapping into this network and that might take... You know, let's be honest, these people are sophisticated. They know what they're doing. If you, if so that's wrong in itself, isn't it? Sophisticated organisations that go yeah. around and do this. Yeah. Sophisticated. Grooming is sophisticated. It is. It's, you wouldn't, it's you wouldn't put the two work. together, would you? Sophisticated no. and grooming, it's like... Sad, isn't it? Really sad. But, but it is, you know, people will tread through every little barrier a little you know paedophiles will tread through those barriers really carefully they knock that one down move on to the next kind of barrier well the barrier might be that they're not going to come alone get your mates in you know next time okay we'll just bring a couple of mates in and, and we'll do that do you want to drink you know we'll we'll kind of get your weed we'll do this so straight yeah, so yeah, you just, know you're tapping in yeah, again to, to young people's vulnerabilities, vulnerabilities wanting to take risks wanting to grow up wanting to do stuff and and that just Leaves it all kind of wide open in that sense. So, what are the but you what are the business benefits from this? You talk about it being an organisation, being a sophisticated business. What are the bin, business benefits from it? I know okay. it's hard to. I know it's yeah. hard. But it, well, I mean, I guess what I'm kind of cringing at is the idea that people might be listening to that, and that might be a reality that they have experienced or are going mm-hmm. through. So, there's a bit of a caveat here about. Okay. 
you know, just kind of, I but guess, it, take care in what you're listening it, to. Is, is, is it, yeah, there'd be, there'd definitely be, you know, warnings put out for this. Yeah. Um, you know, it, all the, we make sure every, everything's looked after, don't, don't worry. But I think it's really, really important. It's really, I don't like to use the word fascinating conversation, but necessary a, a necessary conversation, conversation because the, the, you t- we talk about the organisation, the biz. What are the business benefits? Yes, probably sex, sexual, uh, but also it goes, then it it's, filters into making money out of it. It's the cost. It's the cost. It, it's, it's the cost of it. So it's the monetary value that is connected to these things. The actual sex is just the behaviour, yep. really. You know, if we're going to put the bare bones on it. Welcome to my Mind Over Muscle Festival, hosted by myself and Middleton. You're in trouble. Now, once you go through these gates, there's no going back. Let's do this. With 250 acres to play with and to fill, come along, fill it up, and come play with Team Ant. My Mind Over Muscle Festival, hosted by myself and Middleton, is open to all. Come along, face your fears and unlock your true potential. This festival is open to all abilities. It will be action-packed, fear-defying and a coming together of positive, like-minded people encapsulated with the main ingredient, fun. Because also, almost if you can cut the head off the snake, you talk about yeah, taking yeah. the credit card away from, from porn sites, you take the monetary value away from it, yeah, straight it, down. It, it, it devalues it, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not as appealing anymore. Absolutely. So, so online grooming, people, um, you know, groomers or kind of parts of that community will pay for particular photographs, particular videos. They will pay for access to particular children in some sense. They're paying for the information. They're paying for the, the accessibility. And so if you've got... Um, you know, it's and, and I think this is one of the really hard things, you know, that maybe families or people struggle with is that is it is not about your personal child. Sadly, it is about the performance. It is about the behavior. It is about what the other person can see happening, which sounds very cold. And I understand that. But um, but they are just paying to see that they are paying for that image. They are paying for that experience that is then going to hit their kicks in some way. And so we almost need to take some of the emotion out of it a little bit in order to then deal with it. What we're dealing with, we're dealing with people that are buying images, buying videos, buying access to children and young people and adults as well. You know, let's not not deny this is happening with adults as well. But but buying access to them. Buying access to them. That's what they're that's what they're purchasing. That is huge. You know, people will pay vast amounts of money for a particular style Mm -hmm. and that's always been within the porn industry though you see it on films you see it you know you think to yourself ah that doesn't really happen like that and but it does and and you know that's another really big point as well is there is so much kind of imagery around like even on instagram you kind of can't get away from it sometimes in that sense so that when when young people are having these experiences like with their boyfriend girlfriend whatever they're expecting it to be like that or they're they're thinking they have to do this Mm -hmm. you know i i had a young person who say to me um oh i've got a new boyfriend claire and i was like oh Okay, tell me a bit about that then, you know, let's hear this girlfriend. And, you know, we're (laughs) chatting away about it. And and she's like, I don't really know if I want to do anal on the first date. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's, a, there's a part of me that oh, nearly no. like choked to death. But you have to bracket that a little bit and just say, okay, so, so you know, where's that coming from then? What, what makes you think that's kind of part and parcel of a first date? Social media. You look at Instagram, you know, they joke about it. They, yeah. You know, they joke about everything. You know, it's almost, I'm shocked at that, you know, TikTok, um, Snapchat, yeah. um, Twitter. You know, some of the stuff that's on Twitter, yeah. they, they won't allow, allow you to say a comment. But then you look at some of the, the graphic yeah. graphic sort of uh, stuff that's on there and you're like, how, how can you bar that yeah, but not crazy. that and it's the same with with instagram you go on something you're like you know god you won't allow, allow me to, to put up a picture you know of my son with his top off or whatever it may be yeah, like, yeah. i've had people crazy. That, yeah yeah but yet you you let people do that and do this to the camera which people think oh that's fun it's cool the company likes that person's got let me try that yeah. you know it's, it's straight it's, away yeah it's huge isn't it it's and insane. even things like you know like um tinder i mean were, were you aware that there was a teenage version no. Like, so Tinder, swipe right, you know, and look left or whatever it is kind of thing. Um, you, no. When Tinder first came out, it was 13 plus. And so th- 13, you have to be 13 to be on Facebook. <laughs> like 13 plus for a dating site? What What's the message behind that? So that got shut down quite quickly. I think it was called Teen Crush or something like that. That got shut down fairly swiftly. But now they've got another version. But what people think that that's okay yeah. to do that in the first place? Business. You're going Money. to sign into it. You're going to sign into it. You're going to sign into it. You might pay a little bit. I mean, Tinder might be free. I don't know. I don't do Tinder. But do you know what I mean? Like, it might be free in order to sign up. But then once you're in it, there's other things that you buy. There's other apps. And that's like gaming. There's apps and apps and apps that you buy. So once you get into one app, you then get opened up to loads of others. And then you might get into another one and that opens up you to loads of others. And then soon, soon enough down that line, there'll be a wrong gun. Yeah. You know, there'll be a wrong gun app in there somewhere that you've signed into inadvertently because you signed into this one back here. And this filters, I suppose. And again, just getting into into the, the, the nitty gritty of it, this filters all the way down. And I know it's not just children, but I like to yeah. focus on children because, yeah. again, you know, there's that innocence that I believe should be protected until the moment, you know, they're old enough to to, to make their own decisions under the guidance of, of parents, of teachers, whatever it may be. Yeah. But you, we, we're going right, if we look at the other spectrum, it's child trafficking, right? Yeah. Is, is that a big problem in the UK? Yeah, sadly. It is. Yeah. It is everywhere. It is everywhere around the world. I mean, we're probably not the worst country, in on, in all honesty. But it's but, I, but of course it happens, yeah. Of course it happens. And We've got extent, children going missing all the time in this country. All the time. How many? Um, I don't know. That's not my area of yeah, expertise, yeah. so I wouldn't want to quote okay, on that. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's something you look at. I yeah, don't know. No, but, I will. You know, it's like... Um, but what I do know is that we've got an awful lot of children in, look, looked after. We've got an awful lot of children kind of in and out of... Um, family placements so maybe they're not in foster care but they're placed with extended family we've got an awful lot of children that are non um uh, non-attenders to school mm-hmm. so they're kind of disappearing for six and seven eight hours a day we've got a big county lines problem going on that we're kind of um you know aware of but again it's 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 all these little undercurrents that are just tapping into the vulnerabilities of just being young you know yeah. Like if you're a kid who struggles with school, you know, it's, it might not be your favourite place. It might not be the place that brings you any joy. So if you've got the chance to dip out and go and hang out with some older lads and then in turn of that, you've just got to jump on your bike and drop a pa- you know, package somewhere or you've, or you've got to kind of like, 
I don't know, go and hang out with someone for a little bit and, and be a bit of a lookout or something like that. I mean, that's very generic part of it, but you're going to take that option. Yeah. If school's if school's not for you, yeah, you you're sure. going to take that option. Sure. So all of these little lines are tapping into the um, the vulnerabilities of just being young. Mm. You know, if you're a looked after person, there are some amazing services out, out there, and I'm definitely not someone who's going to kind of shut down on services or slag other professionals off because people go into these jobs for all the right reasons. You know, you just get wound down by it. I think sometimes, but um, look looked after children. I know, um, you know, a, a children's home near us where literally Ronkins would turn up, just turn up. And yeah. literally people would jump in the car, they'd go off for a few days. That young person would be marked as missing, can't really find them, don't know what to do. They'd come rolling back a few days later, they get chastised, get kind of like told off for it and all the rest of it. Everything settles for a few days and then we go again. And it's like, what do you do? I you think know, the how problem do you is do so that? vast and yeah. so spread out and so layered yeah and that's it it's layered it's multi if you see it at one level you might not see it at all the others or if you focus too much in on one thing you miss all the other stuff that's happening and mm. i think that's why services like rape crisis england and wales are there because they see the big pictures mm. you know they see the big pictures and what are these services again rape crisis rape crisis england wales okay. are um, rape crisis centers across the country that offer a range of different support services for people that have experienced sexual violence of all kind um, and they will support supporters so they'll also support families um you know partners you know whoever is kind of supporting that person and is there a number or website that the people can go to to yeah so to i can i can leave that with you if yeah, that's absolutely. okay i mean it's yeah, a no, national one, number absolutely. so i think it'd be good to put on no, but they also no, do like a, an isba service which is an independent sexual violence advocate mm. and so that is that service is around supporting people to uh, if they're going through a court process so if if you actually do report and it then gets through cps and it ends up going to court um, they're a specialised service that will support you through that whole process and that's for children and adults and that's you know that's an amazing service which needs funds the same as everything else Do you know what I'm shocked that funds aren't thrown at this and um, well it's great that we're going to uh, you know expose ex not expose the people expose yeah. the problem expose expose the issues and hopefully come up with a, with a way to move forward do you think that the, the people that um that are behind these crimes and behind these atrocities do you think their 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 punishments when it comes to comes to being sentenced or found guilty are, are severe enough behind the scenes and again just an no. honest opinion they, yeah they're not. honest opinion no so there's no they, there's, not at all no. you know when i i hear of people being kind of sentenced with fraud and things like that yeah of course you know all criminality yeah, is, is not great but you know it doesn't weigh up does it, it? yeah absolutely someone with fraud gets 10 years this guy gets yeah. two years and he's yeah. affected so many lives and let's be honest you know the court process service you know I, like again um the statistics are baffling around the conviction rate so if you actually get your case to court it's probably about three percent three percent of people will actually get their case kind of to a, a, a trial, okay? Which is brilliant. 3%, not great at all. That's not great at all. So at the all. chances of getting a conviction, you know, no really depends on your evidence. They don't, don't want to step well. up. No wonder they, they'd just rather live with it and then, you yeah. know, and again, this is why this terrible cycle happens. You know, yeah. we went, we, if we go back to, you know, why does this happen? This terrible cycle continues to happen and we don't break a link from the chain. Yeah. Then 
what's what's the solution? And it's I think just... one of the problems is with kind of uh, getting convictions is is evidence is actually getting you know your evidence has to be above and beyond it has to be firm in that sense. So the if if you think about a, a, a sexual assault, it's your word against mine. And so what else do we have to do? Have we got evidence of people being around? Is it on CTV footage? Have we got this? Have we got texts? Well, we probably haven't got all of that because these people don't work like that. Now, the one of the things with being online is... They don't work like that, they, like you said. They're yeah, clever. Because it's smart. One of the things about being on, online is that there is probably some traceable mark of that person contacting you or being in contact. Mm-hmm. So that at least brings some evidence in some sense. But, but concrete, getting evidence. Concrete evidence yeah. is... And then let's put that back into children and young, young people. You know, are we really going to put an eight or nine-year-old through that court yeah. process, have them question? And, and let me just tell you, they are amazing. The young people I've worked with are astounding the way they do get through and the way they are resilient to this and the way they can share their stories. Um, you know, because of the services, because of the support that they're getting, and also because of their individual strength. You know, I, I always say to people, like, you know, 90% of this is you. 10% is me giving you a few tools to be able to do it. But 90%, you've got to remember that 90% of this is you being able to do that yourself. We're just helping you at this time when that other 10% isn't, isn't available to you. Mm-hmm. And so they get through, you know, they do these video interviews they might attend court if they want to with special measures. But we're talking young people being put under an immense amount of stress to get through that process. And sometimes it's it's just not doable. Mm-hmm. And so the case collapsed. And, yeah. so that, and, and so it isn't about whether or not these people are getting um, the right sentences. They're not even getting, getting the sentences. <laughs> that's, that's part it, that's, of that's the, the frustration. That's, the, that's the gov- our government issue that, you know... Yeah. Um, that needs to be addressed for sure. You know, you talk about it's ways of tackling of this and it? looking at it. It's, you know, funds. You know, if, if, is, there, is, there a, is there a funding um, uh, avenue that people can can donate to to, to, well, to help I, with this or, I, you or know, not? Nearly all of the, um, nearly all of the rape crisis centres are charity-based. So they will, they will work from a charity base. They will be receiving some... Um, uh, kind of funds and yeah. different things from government sources, mm-hmm. but the majority of the, it's it's all the peripheral work, yeah, it's all the well-being it's, work yeah. that costs the money, and that so you might get your core service. Um, so, for instance, I might be paid as a core service for counselling, but if I want to work with parents about helping parents understand what their child's going through, that service might be funded by the charity source. And so that's you know if that stops, that stops. Yeah. <laughs> like and so that then. Is, is a really big issue. Yeah, I think, you know, looking at this problem, is, and we mentioned there's so many layers to it, I think it's just parents being parents, you know, from recognising from the off, you know, and unfortunately with, with social media, with laptops, with phones, we, I believe we've become a, a, a nation of lazy parents where it's just like we're so interested in work and succeed, boom, laptop, laptop, laptop. I think as parents we need to step up and, and be parents you know, and again, with the government, I think the government needs to step up and look at this from a different angle and realise how many how many layers there are in order to find a solution to, to really either cut a head off the snake, which I like yeah. about funds. You know, it is all, what is this business run by? Yeah. What is it? What is it? You know, why is it there? 
money, monetary, really, what drives yeah, it. What, yeah, the, the driving force of it yeah. and really dent that. And I think between parents being parents, adults being adults, you know, children, um, ch- again, children recognising these things. I think, you know, children yeah. looking at this, young young teenagers looking at this thinking, right, listen, I need to be a bit more aware on social media. And also parents allowing kids to be kids, giving kids a phone when they're 11, 12, 13. It's like, you know, I know you want to be able to get hold of them, but they're at school then, you know, apart from picking them up from school and taking them back and letting them, you know, maybe from about 14 onwards when they want to go with them. But it's like giving them access to this, I think, as adults, not just as parents, but as teachers, giving them access to, to social media and stuff at such a young age. I think we should be really be um, be monitorizing that and really be uh, be on it to a point where it's like, do they need to be on this? And if mm-hmm. they are, if they want to watch something, you know, make sure that it's... Um, it's it's um kind of firewall yeah firewall that's yeah. the one yeah, yeah. make sure it's firewall you know there's yeah. so much more that we can do sitting here yeah. in order to 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 stop this from happening and i, I think, think it goes from all the way to the top of the go the government huge I, I think here you know funding getting the resources out to be able to deal with this correctly to be able to deal with the layers of it rather than dealing with a layer here because all they do is they jump from layer to layer you're just putting and plasters piece it together on, yes you're just putting plasters on yep. you're never really dealing dealing with the treatment of what needs it yeah. just kind of plastered with. I think one of the really big things, um, and I, I say this to kind of parents all the time, and not just parents with sexual trauma, but, um, but you know, just all parents, really. Be the person that, that teaches your child. Be the person that tells your child about sex when they're curious, because someone else will, if not. Yes. And that other person is not going to take it from your child's best interest. They're not going to no. take it from what they're... They're going to take it from their own personal take on you know their own personal investment in it so be the be the parent be the the auntie the uncle whoever you know doesn't necessarily have to be the parent but be the person that that goes to that that addresses that curiosity with kids because they all have it you know we all have it we all want to learn we all want to know something about something that's the responsibility of adults you know not just it's it's having those uncomfortable situations for that child or that individual's best interests yeah, because think. somebody else will do it. Else somebody will else will step in and do it. And so I, you know, I've got grandchildren, and I, I can't stand the thought of anyone else so I've got saying that. I've got, to, I've like, got to be in there. Their mums have got to be in yeah. there. Their dads have got to be in there. And I think the other thing as well, it's just about communication. What and you know, no wonder people say, "Wow, well, he never talks to me. She never talks to me." And I say, well, then you've got to work a bit harder. Yeah. And I feel that's, you know, and I'm not coming down on parents. I love working with parents. And I think what we've got to do is boost them up. We've got to give them the confidence and the skills to be the parents they need to be. Yeah. Not all of us had great childhoods. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I feel very blessed. I had an amazing childhood. My parents are phenomenal. Um, and the network around me was. Not everyone has that. You know, not everyone has that good moral compass in that sense. So we've got to help parents. We've got to stop blaming and shaming them. We've got to say, right, this has happened. Okay, we can't change what's happened, but let's think about where we go from here. What do you need as parent mom? Because if I can help you, we're going to help your daughter or we're going to help your son. I can also help you think about some stuff to do with your child. And I can also, or other professionals can help your young person. But we've got to skill parents in a way that doesn't say, oh, you've got to go on a triple P program because your parenting's crap. No, you've got to go on a program to understand what it is to be young again. Mm -hmm. You know, I do some work with young people where I get them to sit with their parents and, and I throw all these really awkward questions and they go, Oh, I don't really want to answer that. I say, well, you got to. Yep. 
You kind of can't go again. You, but they know it. That's yeah. why they shy away from it. It's almost like hearing the truth. You know, no one yeah. wants to hear the truth. But when you throw it out there, it's uncomfortable for that split second. Yeah. But then you've got, but then you've kids got charge go, of it. Kid, kids go, um, oh, okay, so you did that. Oh so, you, oh, so you did do that. Oh, so you might get it. Okay, so note to self, mum might get it. Mm-hmm. If I need to go and talk to her, mum might get it. Because she did do that thing, didn't she? And so sometimes you have to give a little bit. You have to get playful and creative about talking to your young people. You know, you've got to... Love that. You've got to, like... If if the only time that young person is with you is when you're dropping them off somewhere, because we've all been taxi services, haven't we? You know? I still am. Yeah, yeah, sadly. (laughs) um, So, you know, you say things like, plug plug your phone in, let's have a listen to what music you've got on. Oh my God! You know what is that all about? Mm, you know, let's yeah, let's sing this out yeah, loud it's just in the breaking car. Let's down do those it. barriers slowly, yeah. isn't it? Well, show me use this then, or or you know, mm. um, no end. I mean, I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've rang people that I know are particular football supporters, and I've gone, "Give me the latest on this team. Who's the player?" Because yeah. when I've gone back to work with someone, I've gone right. So and they're like, "What do you think Claire about knows. him then? Like, Claire what's knows. Santos up to? What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and you you hit the nail just, on the head there. It just breaks it down, and it is you know. You've got to get to, interested in your children. Yeah, and you know, because someone else will breaking down those barriers um, before someone else does. Yeah, and when they do, it won't be in the best interests of the individual; it'll be in the interests of their needs. Yeah. So get in there first, and uh, yeah. it's and not about saying you've got it all wrong. It's no. about saying right from here on in, get more interested. Mm. You know, you don't have to take them out canoeing. You don't have to like spend a fortune spending time with them. Mm. You just got to be available. Yeah. You've got to spend time with them. And you've got to get interested yeah. in them. Yeah. Well, Claire, this has been an absolutely uh, phenomenal chat. Really interested. I could chat with you for hours. <laughs> Normally people say that to me, but I'm throwing that back at you. Thank you very um, much. Thanks for coming on. And, you know, we'll put the uh, relevant information in place yeah, to make sure do. that people are aware where they can go to, who they can talk to. But, you know, we've come to a conclusion, I think, as well. We, you know, adults, be adults, you know, what's right and wrong. Um, we, we, we can, uh, you know, communicate in a way with our youngsters where we can, we can help prevent um, further, f- uh, further trauma down the line and, and hopefully, uh, you know, in the near future or the, or the, the distant future to try and uh, stem this as much as we can because it's a huge, yeah. huge issue and I didn't realise how big it was. I think we don't have to get, like, we have to be aware of the big issue but mm-hmm. we also have to be aware that we have got, um, a part that we can play now. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. We've, we've got a little part right now, now that we can do, and it might not. It will just chip away at it mm-hmm. a little bit until eventually we can really dent it. That's that's the whole thing. You can't get bowed down with a big mm-hmm. issue. You got to deal with what you can deal with first. And it can. We should, we should start this. now. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, thank you, Claire. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Kristen, you've been awesome. Thanks for thank having. You. And listen, keep up the good work. Um, thank you. you. What you do is absolutely amazing. Um, keep inspiring, keep Thanks helping for having people me. out. It's been really good. Thank, Thank you. you, Claire. Cheers. <laughs>